We all have paradigms and roadblocks that prevent us from excelling, and they can be real or imagined. Welcome to Beyond Bricks, a podcast that will give you the ability to break through those walls. Here's Dr. Nathan Unruh. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith and I have been good friends for many years, mostly competitors on the basketball court. There were times where I wanted to kill him. He wanted to kill me. <laughs> oh boy. We could have some stories there. <laughs> yes. But watching Aaron just playing basketball with Aaron and then watching him, what he's done in business, I wanted to bring this conversation to you all. He has created an amazing company, a company you've all heard of, State Farm Insurance. He has become top five, number three in the nation three right, right now. now yeah. Which First off, let's just let's talk State Farm for a minute. Tell, okay. tell how globally what's their impact. Okay. So globally, they're the 41st largest company in the world. I'm told. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are third currently. We can float from 10th to 20th over the last 22 years. Is kind of where my organization's been. Uh, we're a financial services company. Um, you mainly know us for insurance on auto and home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done bank. We do banking products. Uh, we do life insurance, we do health insurance, we do retirement accounts. So it's a, it's a very broad company mm-hmm. and uh, we have fun and I love the team that I have in competing in that environment. Yeah. So tell us, why did you get into insurance? How did you get into insurance in the first place? Okay. Well, um, I played football at this small college called Shattern State. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a wealth management person right out of college. This was in 1991. Mm-hmm. And I, State Farm was not even on the record. I mean, just yeah. no plans. Yeah. Well, um, I was trying to win one of my dad, who has a State Farm office in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, was trying to win him as a client. And he just worked on me for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we're doing what our fathers did. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so top three in one of the world's largest companies. So you don't get there by accident. There's obviously bumps, bruises, scars along the way. Oh, yeah. And you know, really the purpose of this conversation is looking at the attributes of a great leader, of which you wouldn't get to this spot if you weren't a great leader. So talk to me about what are some of the attributes that you look to for yourself and as what you've seen in other people that have poured into you and pressed into you over the years that are attributes of a great leader? I mean, the first one for all of us, I think, is focus. I mean, we look at our friends that we see doing amazing things. They are laser focused mm-hmm. on things. I think the next thing is, is, is positioning out the noise. So when COVID came, uh, I had a couple conversations with top State Farm uh, offices in the country, and we talked about this is our time to shine. Two to three percent are going to be crazy, crazy successful, and most people are dazed and they look like zombies because they don't know what to do. So um, focus. Uh, causing the noise to just go down, just like in sports, right? There's less noise, mm-hmm. you have what's going on there. Next one is is execution. I find that people hear that word, but what, what actually is that? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a plan? Do you have a process? Mm-hmm. And then the next part is, especially with us being leaders, is can we make it fun 
-hmm. And can the people that we work with, do they know we care about them? If they don't think we care, we are not going to be successful in what we, what we do. Okay, so you said a lot of brilliant things there. So let's pull them apart. Okay. Focus, which really dovetails into your next one, how to decrease the noise and the distractions. Yes. What practical things have you done in your life to remove the noise and remain focused? Oh boy, what do I do on an individual basis? I, to me, during the worst markets, mm -hmm. now it's not, it's not necessarily the American economy, because um, in insurance and financial services, it's like a seven-year cycle. Mm -hmm. So it could still be a good economy, and the cycle could be wrong, and it could be the economy. So I just don't hear any of that. And I wish I could tell you I don't do it because of this, mm -hmm. but I just hear opportunity in, in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so the next thing that I do is, is all negativism and the people I'm with, I try to make better than me. Okay. Okay. Big. Okay. So your environment. Environment. The yes. people you're around. Yes. The people that you're allowing to speak into your life. Yes. How you quiet the negativity right. and bring in the positivity. Yes. So there's something I know about Aaron because I've known him long enough too is I know how he takes care of himself. Okay. Which you can't really lead others if you can't lead yourself and doesn't that start with a routine? Sure. How you take care of your, your faith. You bet. How, how you take care of your, your physical being. You bet. So talk to us about that. Well, I've got a process for everything, Nate. And, <laughs> you know, they'll go, this guy might be a little different. But so I was, when I arrived in Sioux Falls, I was 35 pounds heavier than I am now. Mm -hmm. Now I was 27 years old. Mm -hmm. And so I graduated from high school at a certain weight. I gained about 10 pounds, played football in college at that. And so I just uh, got to a point that says, hey, I want to be different than I am now, mm -hmm. and I wasn't, you know, crazy up there. But uh, you know, I if I'm struggling with that, uh, my wife will be irritated because on my mirror, my focus goes up in my bathroom. I'll have my weight, mm -hmm. the minutes I have for the day for cardio, and my calorie count. Mm -hmm. So that's a little. You're going. This guy's a little. So when it comes to, I'm infatuated with processes. Mm -hmm whether business as far as personal. Um, for me, faith brings away all the noise. Mm. I mean, that, there, there's no doubt that that's first, that, mm -hmm. that um, Christ eliminates that noise for me mm -hmm. to where I know he's in control and um, the rest comes easy if, if I'm doing yeah. what he's telling me to do. Right. So, so that by far is the largest, uh, you know, faith, family, and then I like to compete, as you yeah. said. But those are, I mean, my schedule usually starts at 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. And uh, we used to work out in high school. So since eighth grade, our coaches in the off season would have practice on their off season before school. Mm -hmm. So I had to be there at 5.30. Mm -hmm. And so I just didn't stop. I'm afraid to stop doing the habits I am now because yeah. I'll get in a bad habit. So. Yeah. That's you know probably part of it. Yeah, and I think that's so good for all of us to hear. You know, I, I rarely sit down with a great leader that doesn't have some type of routine, yeah. and that power of habits over time. Like you bring up the weight. Yeah. I think weight. I, my weight's one thing, but it's really a sign to me. Can I lead myself? Yeah. It's a commitment to myself in order to make sure that I commit then to others. 
So I, I love what you do on your mirror. So this is, I'm gonna tell a quick story. I made a commitment at one point in time to do so many push-ups in a day, and it was 50. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna start 50. Well, I'm talking to Aaron, and Aaron goes, well, I do 500. And oh, it made me mad. Because yeah, I like to compete, like Aaron likes to compete. So guess what? Yeah. I up it, I got to 500. Okay. But now there's not a day that I don't do push-ups. I don't think like, well, Aaron's doing these push-ups. I gotta be doing these push-ups. But again, that's about really, yeah. but not, you know, iron sharpen iron. Being around the right people. So focus, decrease the noise, execution. Yes. So oftentimes I've talked about, there's a lot of barroom conversations that people have it all figured out and they got all these plans, mm -hmm. but the barroom conversation doesn't make it to the trenches. Oh, which yeah. is really execution. What have you done? And I know you speak a lot about processes. How do you make sure things get executed? How I make sure things get executed is on Wednesday morning, I have two hours on change and implementation. Now, you know, 20 years ago, those two hour changes was all about me doing it because I couldn't afford really, mm -hmm. you know, to, to be hiring a bunch of people to make those change agents. Now, um, I'm way better at accountability um, on my fellow team members and what I find is, is especially these young kids, uh, they want challenges and if I bring those change and make them the matter that does those changes and they're in charge of it, then we're going to talk weekly on where we're at for making, but it's, it's two hours on Wednesdays of dead silence um, making that work. Okay, so what I want you to hear that, because there's not one of us out there that just gets excited about change. And what I just heard there though, to be a guy to what he's accomplished at top three in State Farm, he has a Wednesday meeting for two hours to focus on change. Yes. And then change coupled with implementation. Right. So your organization is always changing. You're changing the people, you're changing the mindset, you're changing processes. Nothing gets better until we get better. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, I mean, if you don't, you get ran over by the change, right? Mm -hmm. you know, this In our industry, as in your industry, America's getting more competitive, not less competitive. Mm -hmm. and, and think about it, we live in the greatest, probably competitive environment in the history of the world. Yep. Yep. And so I love that challenge. The next thing, we always try to make everything a game. Whether it's my weight, it's business, it's golf, whatever that is, is I just love the challenge that says, hey, I get a chance to get better. I get to help all these people achieve their lifelong goals and we're gonna have fun doing it and we're gonna have a bunch of promotions and that those promotions are part of it. But having, when I'm thinking of getting those goals and everybody on the same page, and it's a balance of, uh, of not only just the competition, but it's the compensation that we have, mm -hmm. it's the processes we have, mm -hmm. the accountability, and if I can bring those all in together, it just, it runs itself instead of me having, you know, to be some sergeant, yes, I have to, you know, tighten things up here and there, but the, the flywheel's created in right. good to great, and it just right. keeps on moving itself. Yeah. And that's what makes it fun. Oh, yeah. So making it a game makes it fun. Yeah. I always, you know, when my kids were playing, this didn't happen when we were growing up, but when my kids were playing, they quit keeping score. Yeah. But yet, 
the kids were keeping score. score. The parents were keeping yeah. score. We want to we want to know what we're working towards. So keep it fun. Okay. So lastly, talk to me about some people, key leaders in your life, either people that have really helped to create and develop you, or people that even you didn't know that you really looked to, that you really said, man, that's a great leader. I want to be more like that. Yeah. Who are those people? It's funny that you asked that. I'm driving with my daughter two weeks ago, and she goes, Dad, did you know that you were so-and-so's mentor? And I, I looked at her and I go, I had no idea. And so he said, well, Dad, who's your mentor? And I go, really, it's about 250 people. You know, there's a book, I get something from there. Um, there's someone I talk to. You know, uh, my friends like yourself inspire me to get better that says, hey, what I'm doing now isn't you know, isn't good enough. I need to get better. But I mean, two of my favorite is, you know, is Jack Welch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's probably a little bit old school, but, uh, you know, Jack measures everything and, uh, you couldn't be in the bottom quartile, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for two quarters in a row where there was going to be some abrupt change. Mm -hmm. Now I think there's just different ways you can handle those things. Mm -hmm. And the next thing is I really liked coach K on the way he coached. And so when I'm thinking right now about my processes in our systems, especially in our sales systems, mm -hmm. about coaching and role playing, I go a lot to Coach K and um, just the different things I've read of him. But those are two of the bigger influences definitely yeah. for that. Yeah, it's funny you say that because you talk about change and having your change meeting. I think Jack Welch's quote was, if the change outside the organization is greater than the change inside your organization, the end is near. Yes. So, I mean, that's just a good reminder that we've got to continuously change and get better. So this has been a great conversation here with Aaron Smith. So a few things I just want you to take away. Focus, mm -hmm. remove the noise, execute, clear accountability, and have fun. Exactly. If you don't have fun, it just doesn't happen. The rest will take care of itself if you're having fun. Thanks, sir. Thank you, yeah. Nate. Good stuff. You can find more thoughts on how to move beyond bricks at drnathanunruh.com.